If you could do anything you wanted to do without anything holding you back, what would it be? Everyone has a purpose in life and others want to hear the purposeful value that is in you. Now, here is the host of the Value in You show, your guiding coach and mentor, Ellis Kirkpatrick. Hi and welcome. Happy New Year. Wow, can you believe it? We're into 2024. Oh boy. And tomorrow is Epiphany, Three Kings Day. So this is a pre-recorded show. As I said before, um, I'm uh, doing a speech competition, my very first speech competition ever. And it's going to be actually on the 6th. So I'm going to be in New Jersey. It's a long ways from, <laughs> I've got guess my dogs are coming in um, from Texas. Hello there. And um, not only that, but Behind Closed Doors, the book, it's an anthology from Daniel Roman, is um, going to launch on the 5th. So while this show is airing, we're actually launching our book. And I'm pretty excited about it. It's the first time I've actually revealed this part of my life. And, and uh, it's just been such a blessing to be a part of this book and to meet the other authors um, I'm, I'm just really excited about it. So also what's exciting that happened was at the very end of December, uh, the other book I was in, which was supposed to actually launch it in July, but there were so many things that happened, which sometimes happen when you're publishing a book. Things don't always go as planned. And because of one thing and another, we finally got the book launched. And it's called, let me think of the name. They changed it. It's called Speak Up. Speak out, stand out, and their success stories of the elite voice. And it launched at the end of December. Angela Wyafi is the lead author on it. It's on Amazon now. You can get it there, or you can go to my website, www.lskirkpatrick.com, and you can get it for me, and you'll get an author signed copy. I'm pretty excited about that. And let's see, um, we've got the speech competition, we've got the two book launches, oh, and there's six more anthologies I'm going to be a part of this year, very excited about that, plus, plus, Goat the Reindeer, I finally found the perfect, I think, the perfect illustrator for these books, so we'll have the three volumes that might be more, I wrote another story while I was <laughs> visiting my grandchildren, so we might have five volumes by, by the time Christmas comes around. But Goat the Reindeer is going to be available. Uh, the Frankincense Harvest, because of other publishing <laughs> uh, snafus, I guess, that came up with that. Um, the Frankincense Harvest will be out this year. I'm so excited about that. It's a fun story I wrote for my grandchildren. And now I'm going to make it available to all of you. Um, I'm not going to reveal the name of the artist who did the cover. She is just amazing. She's on Fiverr. Um, you will have to purchase the book to find out who it is. And the reason I'm not saying is because I don't want everybody to go out there and hire my illustrator and then she won't have time to do my own books. I know it's selfish, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> she is amazing. Um, oh, I almost forgot another children's book. Yeah. Um, not another business trip. That's the name of the book. I'm going to have it both for military and for non-military families. 
And it's just a cute little story about when you have to go on a business trip and what your child might be thinking and ways they can cope with you being gone. Fun, fun story. Um, I always, you know, try to test it out with my grandchildren first and, and with my children and they really loved it. So excited about that one. Um, and it's going to have some coloring in it. Um, let's see which other one. Do, oh, yes. Yes. I have uh, one. Um, so we're going to have the military one. I think that one is all going to be coloring book. And the non-military one will have maybe a couple of pages for coloring, but it's going to have my very first book with AI generated illustrations. Not that that's something I want to do because there are so many amazing artists out there and illustrators who, who are just amazing. I don't know how else to describe it. So I'd like to support them, but um, this one with the AI it just seemed to capture exactly what I was looking for in these photos. So we'll see how that works out. Okay. Um, and then when we return after this break, we'll cover what the main topic is. Two years and two weeks. That means epiphany, celebrating epiphany. Why did it take two years for the Magi, the three kings, to get to the child and its mother no longer being called a baby. Um, and the two years is actually during the 12 days of Christmas, which is the time between December 25th and Epiphany, January 6th, about two weeks time. Um, what it, And why does it have to do with anything like the 12 days of Christmas? Which by the way, we're gonna talk about that a little bit. It is not what you think. Um, I had a spoiler alert, but I already told you um, the 12 days of Christmas is about the two weeks between December 25th and January 6th. Um, so, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. I am fighting allergies. Um, the cedar is really heavy right now, and I am so allergic to cedar and sage, which is starting to come up. There's not a whole lot of sage around me, but I don't know where that cedar's coming from, but it's it's getting me pretty good. So I am just so excited about this year. So many things going on. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I hope you have your, your tea or your coffee with you. Um, mine was a little hot. I didn't put anything in it to cool it. So... <laughs> mm. Uh, so there we go. We'll keep going on with this. So what is Epiphany? What is Three Kings Day? Why do we have it? Well, not every country does celebrate it. Some countries don't celebrate it at all. Um, I didn't even know about it until we lived in New Mexico. And then it was kind of like, well, that's an interesting tradition. And my husband, um, who is my second marriage, but he didn't say too much about it because he knew we had our, our usual traditions and stuff. And we were talking about a one year part of, of school learning. And I said, wow, that's a really cool holiday. And he goes, yeah, this is how we celebrate it. I go, what? All this time you didn't say anything? He goes, well, I didn't want to impose on yours. And it's like, impose, impose. So <laughs> this is really fun. So what Epiphany Three Kings Day is, 
is the time when the three wise men, the magi, the astronomers, the scholars, whatever you want to call them, when they brought presents of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus the child. Now, if you read in Matthew, it talks about this and it mentions that they came to, they followed the star to where Mary and the young child were. So Jesus is no longer a baby. They did not go to the traditional barn like you see in a lot of things. Um, which, you know, when I, I told my mom about this, it's like, wow, did you know this? She goes, yeah, didn't you know this? And, and I go, no, I never knew it all this time. And she goes, how did you not know this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Um, so I found out something new and it's just been a lot of fun. In fact, when we started getting, um, grandchildren and you know our, our children get married now we had all these other families that were blending together and I talked about that on a previous uh, show and it was a great way for us to spend time with the grandkids because nobody else was celebrating epiphany but us and so that was a lot of fun you know we set out out hay and carrots and things like that for for the camels and and then we set out apples and we also set out cookies and milk and things and and water um for the kings and and the uh camels and then each of the grandkids got three presents a big one a medium and a small one because the the wise men brought three gifts to the christ child which was gold frankincense and more and we'll learn about those too and what they are <clears throat> so what do you do with this holiday i mean i love it there are so many great holidays and America seems to be a melting pot, if you will, of, of all of these new traditions and new holidays and new things coming in, which is great, you know, and we don't have to celebrate all of them. You know, I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not Jewish, so I'm not going to celebrate Jewish holidays, although some of the holidays I celebrate are Jewish holidays. Um, I'm not... Uh, I don't have black history in, in my family and I've done my genealogy. I did over 40 years of genealogy and I researched mine. So I don't have that aspect in my family, but Kwanzaa is an amazing holiday and I have friends who celebrate that. So the more we learn about all of these holidays, the more we can help enrich other people's lives with them too. And so it's just a great way just to enrich each other's lives learning about these different traditions and different holidays and what they involved and what they're all about. And, and I'm just, I'm so excited <laughs> about this. I'm excited about this new year. Can you believe it? 2024 already. It's just amazing. Um, I have so much to look forward to this year. What do you have to look forward to? I'd really love to hear what you have to say. You can contact me by email at valueinupodcast at gmail.com. And let me know what's going on in your lives and what you've got going on. Tell me some things you'd like to hear me talk about. You know, um, I'll probably say it again at the end of the show. But um, there are 52 weeks in a year. That means I have 51 more shows to add value into your amazing life and or 51 hours because my show's in about an hour long. That's 8,784 hours this year. And I get to share 52 of them with you. And I'm so glad about that. So I really want to make this the best 51 more hours to share with you. 
than what we have. So give me ideas. I'm I'm open to what you have to have to uh, want to learn about. Um, this is just a great way. You know, the show is called Value in You, and it's because I want to add value into your life. I want your life to be the best life you could possibly be and have the most amazing year so far. I mean, there's been a lot of great years up until now. There's been some tough years too, but let's see what we can do to make this one of the best years ever. Also, also, I still have the two courses that are getting ramped up for this year. Um, I'm even going to do a writer's event here in the Austin area. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I'm kind of excited about everything today. It's just a, a great day to be alive, isn't it? So on my website, you can find Finding Your Me, which is helping you to find your purpose in life. Now, like the introduction says, maybe you have been a stay-at-home mom. Maybe you've been at school all this time. Now you're ready to get out into your career, um, but you've kind of lost yourself a long way. Maybe you've had your career. Maybe you're an empty nester. Um, maybe you're a senior citizen and it's like life is not over at all. In fact, I'm going to be writing two articles for a magazine. Uh, here we go. Business in action. And I'm going to talk about those very things about life as an empty nester after the kids are gone, then what? And also as a senior citizen, I turned 65 this past year. So I'm there officially now. And I'm just getting started again. You know, um, Colonel Sanders, very famous. He started his first restaurant at 65 years of age. So we're all in good company. So we're going to go on our break. And when we come back, um, we're going to uh, talk about the Magi after the second break. We're going to talk about why it took two years uh, to get there. So stay tuned and we'll pick up this conversation right after the break. You've completed college or university or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more. Or were you? Yes, we each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Yeah. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Alice Kirkpatrick. Ellis will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. 
You can also send an email to valueinyoupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. <laughs> so, I have some information from uh, www.box.com that I want to read to you because I don't want to, to mix up their words. And we're talking about Epiphany, the wise men, uh, who they are, what's going on. Are they wise men? Are they magi? Are they astronomers? Are they stargazers? Are they scholars? Who are they really? So let's take a look. The earliest known version, according to Vox.com, the earliest known version of the 12 Days of Christmas appeared in a 1780 book, children's book called Mirth without mischief um, some historians think the song could be french in origin but most agree it was designed as a memory and forfeits game in which singers tested their recall of the lyrics and had to award their opponents a forfeit if they made a mistake so what a fun way to do a game course there's been many variations of the lyrics that existed at different points like bears abating or ships a sailing and i've actually heard that one um some name the singer's mother as the gift giver instead of their true love early versions list four collie birds an archaic term meaning black as coal blackbirds in other words and some people theorize that the five gold rings actually refer to the markings of a ring neck pheasant which would align with a bird motif in the early verses. Um, in any case, the song most of us are familiar with today comes from an English composer named Frederick Austin in 1909. He set the melody and lyrics, including changing Collie to Colleen, and added as his own flourish the drawn-out cadence of five gold rings. But a lot of us say golden rings. So the song itself, you may have heard, be called um, a code for Catholic Christianity or Christianity, and it's not. It's not a coded primer at all. So I wanted you to know that, kind of give you a little insight into the 12 days of Christmas. Remember, they call the 12 days of Christmas the time between December 25th and Epiphany on January 6th. So. What is true is that the Magi bring gifts to the young child by following a star. What? They followed a star to bring gifts to a young child. Okay, so who are these people? Are they Magi? Are they kings? Uh, are they stargazers, astronomers? Are they just scholars? Though we can't confirm when they actually arrived, but Epiphany which is celebrated on January 6th, marks the arrival of the Magi. So I looked up on two different websites. I actually looked up on more, but these two kind of seem to have the most um, accurate information. So from time, time.com, the only reference to these men in the Bible is in chapter two of the Gospel of Matthew. And they're not called wise men or kings. There's also no mention of how many there were. It only describes some men from the East and visitors from the East. 
Matthew's gospel says, soon after Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea, ruled by the Roman king Herod, some men who studied the stars came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, where is the baby to be born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it came up in the east, and we have come to worship him. So that says a whole lot right there. These men had been studying the stars. So in a way, they are scholars. Definitely astronomers are looking at, at the stars. Astrologers, probably. Um, stargazers, yes. Were they wise? Were they magi? Were they kings? Well, we don't know. We might find that out a little bit later. But they followed the star to the house where Mary and Jesus the child were and presented gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that's from uh, time.com. So the gifts, gold means wealth and power. Frankincense was a type of incense perfume. And myrrh is an outlier, um, which could have been, uh, it was used in oils for anointing kings, and it was also used in uh, death ceremonies. So what does this all mean? We just know that uh, before 1489, the Magi was a multiracial set of three figurines reflecting the increased trade between Europe and Africa during the medieval period. Um, the most famous depiction of these of the three men dates back to 1857 when Pennsylvania Episcopal clergyman John Henry Hopkins Jr. wrote the song we know as We Three Kings from Orient Are. We Three Kings from Orient Are. Bearing gifts we traverse afar, field and fountain more, mountain following yonder star. And it's definitely become a popular Christian song. So were there three? We don't know. Some say there might have been as many as 12. So I went over to uh, this one. I found BibleSociety.org.uk. Um, and it was talking about these men were individuals who were experts in the sky. They studied the stars. They aren't local to where Jesus was born. They traveled from the east. And the time it took them to get there could be anywhere between 40 days and two years because they only traveled at night. Can't see the stars during the daytime looking out there and I don't see any, maybe sometimes in the morning, but um, so they had to wait for nighttime to travel to follow the star. Uh, let's see. Uh, we don't know how many number it is. Um, Eastern tradition actually set the number of these men at 12. Now, some are, call these magi because magi were people who studied the stars from what I understand. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, we do know they were given three gifts. Okay, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, so that's why a lot of people think there was only three of them. Might have been more, but they all together brought those three gifts. Uh, they're never described as royalty, but because of the gifts that they brought, gold, you know, we had to have 
some prestige. I mean, you got to have 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 some going on in order to have gold. Frankincense was very expensive. Yes, everybody could get it, but you only got little bits of it, and you used it very. Uh, I don't want to say say sparingly, but very purposefully. The same with myrrh. This was not something you just you know, put in the incense burner. I mean, today you can go buy myrrh, frankincense, and gold off of eBay or off of Amazon, and you can even have it shipped from the Holy Land if you want to. Um, you know, it's it's nothing like what it was back in this time. You, you had to have some wealth in order to uh, obtain these things. And it doesn't say how much they were given, but, but it was given to them. Um, now, Magi is translated from the Greek. And this term can mean uh, sorcerer, hitting some, that something supernatural might be going on, but it actually refers to a subclass of Persian priest, highly respected group of individuals who often played a part in selecting a new king for the empire. Now that would make sense because what did they say to Herod? Where is he who is called king of the Jews? So they were looking for the new new empire, uh, new king for the empire. Um, there are some scholars who suggest that they might have traveled from Arabia uh, because these gifts were highly valued in that part of the world. Other experts focus on the wise men of, because of their knowledge of the night sky, suggesting they were magi from Babylon, uh, Babylon, Babylon, which is the birthplace of astrology. And I'm sorry, I need to get another drink here. I have apple cider today. Um, another popular train of thought suggests that um, uh, the uh, wise men from Persia, because of the word magi, and the mosaic entry Let's see, this is BibleSociety.org.uk says, another popular train of thought suggests that the wise men were Persian in line with the use of the word magi. This theory is supported by the entry mosaic found in the church of the Nativity in Bethlehem, which depicts the magi dressed in Persian clothing and artwork dating back to the fourth century. I've actually been there. That was pretty amazing. I was... I did have a concern, though. You know, it talks about um, the Via Della Rosa that is there. And they have this one place where Jesus supposedly put his hand. And that confused me because being a theology, you actually have to go down three, three or four levels before you get to the part where Jesus actually walked through. So I wondered about about the church that's there that shows you where the cross was and where the birthplace of Jesus was. And it's like, were they really that close together? I mean, Jerusalem is so built up that, you know, they talk about Jesus being crucified on Gol. Oh, I have a hard time saying this word, Golgotha. And now it's just all buildings in, and you can't, you can feel the hill when you're walking around there, that's for sure. But um, it's not like an empty hill that you can just go see, and it's all there. And so, you know, that's just kind of my own concern and, and things about that. Um, so around the 8th 
century, uh, the chronicle known as the Excerpta Latina Barbari, I hope I said that right, attributes three names to the Magi. And following this, some church tradition taught that the wise men gathered from different areas. Balthazar was the king of Arabia or Ethiopia. Melchior was a king of Persia. And Gaspar was a king of India. Now, whether this part's true or not, I don't know. I'd have to do some more research on it. But when we come back after this break, what this all means for you and how it adds value to your life. So refresh your tea, coffee, apple cider, whatever it is that you've got, and join me right after this break. You've completed college or university or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more. Or were you? Yes. We each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Ellis Kirkpatrick. Ellis will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to valueinyoupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. Okay, here we are. I hope you got, got your drink refreshed. And so how can a holiday add value into your life? That's easy. You learn something new. Your value just increased. You share it with someone else. And now your value increased again. See, your value does not come from what others say you are. Your value comes directly from within you. I have said it before, and I am going to say it again, and I want to start the year off right. So I'm going to say it. All the choices that you've made and those choices of others that have directly affected you, that is who you are. And that's where your value comes from. You do have great value in you. Your worth comes from your value. And since you are valuable, you are worthy. Don't let anyone tell you you're not. And especially don't tell yourself that you're not because you are. You are valuable and you are worthy. And that value and worth is what makes you enough. You don't need to be what someone else is. You don't need to be what others say that you should be. 
You don't need to do things that keep you unhappy. You need to be happy too. So you are enough right now because your value and your worth are you. And that makes you enough. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't improve ourselves. We can always improve ourselves in one thing or another. Learning about holidays is one way to do that. So I want you to be you. <laughs> Remember that you matter. Your uniqueness is what is definitely you. And that's what people want. So be genuine. Be an original. Be you. So what did we learn today that adds value to, to you? That's what I would like to know. So send me an email at valueinupodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you're learning from the shows. And this is what I think you might have learned. You learned something new. So that adds value to your knowledge base. You learned that the 12 days of Christmas is really the time between Christmas Day and Epiphany. And that it really wasn't a secret code. But it had a lot of fun things in it, and it's a fun game to play. You learn that, and I am quoting here, just like today, gold represented wealth and power, an image that could suggest the social status of the Magi. But it is also interpreted as a nod to Jesus' kingly status, a belief reiterated by the wise men's search for the king of the Jews. And that's in Matthew 2.2. Frankincense, a type of incense and perfume, was commonly used during worship and within ritual sacrifice. You'll even find it mentioned a few times in the Old Testament as a symbol of holiness. And last but not least is myrrh, used as a perfume and as part of the embalming process since ancient Egyptian times. Now, Christians view this as a foreshadowing of Jesus' death. This links to Mark's depiction of Jesus' crucifixion, which describes how he was offered wine mixed with myrrh, acting as a painkiller before his death. By the way, if you have not looked up the health benefits of frankincense and the health benefits of myrrh, I would really encourage you to do that. I was really surprised at what they're for. Um, pretty amazing. Another link can be made, too. Myrrh was often used in oil during the anointing of kings, making this another physical symbol to suggest the kinship of Jesus. Remember the Magi uh, were, what was it that it said? No, I'm not going to be able to find it right away. But it was talking about, yeah, selecting a new king for the empire. Where is he who is going to be king of the Jews is what they'd said. So, yeah, that was pretty, pretty exciting. So you also learn that I am in my first ever speech competition. <laughs> and then I have two new anthologies out. Um, I'm not the lead author on, on these ones, but I'll also have starting this month, five new children's books coming out and hopefully more. Um, I have, what do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six other anthologies that I'm a part of. So keep looking on my website. You'll see what's there. And you can find free, yes, free gifts on my website. <laughs> Where you can also order author signed copies of my books. And there's a lot of more great information there for you. Um, and there's, here's a nifty little surprise. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but 
each month at least, if not every show, I'm going to at least each month, I'm going to start my shows by reading for two minutes from one of my books. So you get little insights into the, the books that I'm writing. Um, Marta's Jade, the first book that I published that I really like. I'm actually looking at contacting a new publisher um, to see about doing that one. And I'm a little skeptical because I really love this book and I don't want anybody to change it. And sometimes that happens with publishers. So I'm going to be very careful about who I choose if I choose a different one. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So going back to the value, your value, you know, whether we learn about the wise men, um, the magi, about gold, about frankincense, about myrrh, spices, uh, whatever it is, new holidays, new neighbors, you're always adding value into your life by learning more. Um, when you stop learning, I was told when I was real young by people who were in their 60s at the time, and they told me, when you stop learning, you start dying. And I thought that was the most awfulest thing I'd ever heard. I was still a kid. <laughs> but but I can see the, the wisdom in that. Um, so many people I see, they retire and it's like, oh, life is over. So, you know, there's nothing there. Retirement is just the closing of one job. So you can go have fun doing other things. I was just reading an article today in a local magazine about pickleball. Now, if you haven't heard of pickleball, it's okay. If you have heard of it, you probably know it's one of the fastest growing sports right now. They're even looking to put it into the Olympics. And these are, it's a game that is supposed to be easy on your knees. If you're an older person, you know, or someone who has trouble with your knees, this may be a great way to get out, get some exercise, get to know people. It's a friendly game. Um, it's, it sounds pretty exciting. I was surprised how, how uh, many pickleball courts and groups are right here in my local area. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really surprising. So that might be something I might look into. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, your life doesn't stop. Once your kids leave home, life is not over. I mean, you've probably been identified as so-and-so's mom or so-and-so's dad all these years. And now it's, who are you? Um, well, let's find out. Come join my course on finding your me and let's find out who you are. What do you really like? What lights you up? What just makes you happy? What do people say? I am so glad you talked about that uh, when you mention it. What is something you could talk about for hours on end? Um, you know, that might be something you can do. Same thing once you retire. Don't stop. There are so many more things out there to do. I'm just getting started. I love adding new things and, and new adventures going on all the time. Um, so don't... Don't just sit back and think, wow, you know, you, you might need to take a little break saying, I've done all this now. I just want a few months just to enjoy not doing what I've been doing all this time. And, and that's okay. That's okay. You're just taking a pause. You're just taking a break. But don't leave it to be the only thing that you do. Um, excuse me. I'm going to have to get another drink. Uh, and now the dogs are going to bark. We see that uh, we've got some stuff arriving for the house. 
funny thing, we were moving part of the furniture and I broke the windows up. Didn't break the frame. So happy about that. But now I've got to get that taken care of too. <laughs> but, uh, but just find what really makes you happy and keep pursuing that. You know, try something new. Maybe you always thought it would be interesting to paint. And remember when you first start out, you are just starting out. So don't put the pressure on yourself to look like someone who's been doing it for 10 or 30 years. You know, you've only been doing it for what, a day, maybe two weeks, you know, give yourself a little grace in that. And uh, um, just, I'm sorry, I'm being distracted here. <laughs> Delivery driver just walked right by. <laughs> Didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> but uh, um <laughs> Uh, just be you. <laughs> I mean, I can't be anything different than what I am. <laughs> just me. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you want to be a delivery driver. Maybe you always thought, you know, oh, that'd be interesting. You drive around, see all these different places, see what, what, what the area is where you live. Have you ever taken the time to just walk around your area where you live? Look at the buildings with a fresh set of eyes. I love walking, especially when I'm in Seattle. I don't know why. There's just something about walking in Seattle. And I will stop in the middle of the sidewalk and look up. They have, I know why, they have some of the most amazing architectural on their buildings. They're just beautiful. And it's usually raining and dreary and whatnot in Seattle. So when you're there on a day that's sunny and beautiful, stop and look up. And I am always surprised, no matter how many times I do this, I am always surprised at how many people will stop, look up, try to figure out what I'm looking at, and either stay there for a little bit or keep on walking, or the ones that just kind of look up as they're walking, hoping not to run into to another pedestrian on the sidewalk. Um, that's just a lot of a lot of fun, kind of ornery, I guess, but. Uh, but it's, it's just great to, to see what's around you. Maybe look at your town as if you were a visitor for the first time. What would they see? Something you see is common and ordinary. What would somebody new coming to your town see and think, wow, that's pretty spectacular. Um, uh, I did this with my kids one year. We just, we walked around the area and I said, now, if you had never been here before, what is one thing that would stand out to you? And with four kids, I got four different answers. It was amazing. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun to do things like that. The other day, I saw somebody out on our road who stopped, drove a little further, stopped, drove a little further, stopped. And I thought, I'm not on a country road. Why not? So I got in my pickup. I drove out there and I asked them, are you doing okay? You know, are you looking for something? I thought, well, maybe they were, they were lost and they were bird watchers and they're doing a, um, a bird watching event where they, they and a group of other people count how many birds are in this one specific area. And I thought, wow, that's really fun. That's like when you go diving and you're counting all the fish you see and it helps helps uh, keep an accurate account onto what is going on in the environment nature-wise, um, you know, with the birds. Uh, maybe you can do it with wildlife. Check out the areas uh, where you live and see what's going on. So I see we're getting ready for a break. 
when we come back, we're going to talk about leap year. This is a leap year. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, so when we come back, we'll talk about leap year. We'll be back right after this break. <laughs> You've completed college or university or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more. Or were you? Yes, we each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Alice Kirkpatrick. Ellis will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to valueinupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. Hello. So I have my spoon in my cup here. <laughs> and the reason I'm laughing is it reminded me of a funny sketch that was on the Red Skelton show that John Wayne did. And he goes up to the bar and the barmaid says, what will you have? And he goes, I'll have a cup of tea. So she brings him a cup of tea with a spoon in it. And as he goes to drink it, he goes, hey, wait a minute, take that out of there. I don't want it to happen to this eye like it did the other eye. He's got a patch over the other eye. And so it's leading you to believe the reason he has a patch is because he poked his eye out with a spoon in the teacup. I just found that so amusing. <laughs> So let's go back to leap year. <laughs> there are 366 days this year. And if you are a leap year baby, you were born on February 29th. Happy birthday to you. Um, if you got married on February 29th, happy anniversary to you. Um, so this means out of 52 weeks, we have 51 more shows to add value into your life or uh, 51 hours out of, as I said earlier in the show, 8,784 hours because of leap year. And I really do want to make these the best hours possible, the best 52 hours of your, your year, if we can. So be sure and write in, tell me what you really want to hear about. I'm going to keep adding value. So here is my book called The 35-Day Journal. This is a daily journal. And it is packed with so many things because I want you to start your day out right. I want your year started out right. <laughs> Excuse me. You have a calendar for the one month because, because this is a one-month journal. It's to help you get started with journaling. It's to help you um, maybe start a different way to journal. Not only do you have that, but it has the goals for the year. Now, if you watched my episode last week, you will know about goals and tasks and how to line them up. I'm really excited about that. I have the calendar so you can keep track of what's going on through your day. Um, and then I have questions. You know, 
I'm so happy and thankful that I took action yesterday and did what? What did you do yesterday that makes you really happy about it today? Um, you have your gratitude list. You have your affirmations. You have your wins from the day. You have two challenges you had. And what did you do to overcome those challenges? So you've got that later in your life. Um, and then you close out the night by saying what you're grateful for too. You know, uh, seven more things you're grateful for. You talk about what was good during the day. You talk about what you learned. What can you improve for tomorrow? And then you journal your thoughts about the day. Um, maybe you have a question that you want to ask yourself. What is my one question I have for tonight that I want answered tomorrow? And remember, it has been said that when you improve one thing by 1%, using only 14 minutes a day, you will gain a 37% return on your investment. And you are a good investment. So in 366 days, that's about 3,700% that you've gained. So what one thing do you want to spend 14 minutes a day on? And I actually have an alarm set on my phone to go outside and walk 14 minutes a day. If it is really awful outside, then I do something inside. I walk around for 14 minutes because I want so many times I spend hours on the computer, especially when I was researching genealogy, I would spend eight hours and not get up during that time. And it's like, no, that's not good. So I ended up every hour I'd set my alarm. You have to get up. You have to stretch. You have to move. Go take your breaks. Go get something to drink. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty hard on my my body. You know, it's like, oh, I'm paying for it now. <laughs> but I'm improving. So um, I definitely still have the same schedule every hour. I get up, stretch, move around, go do something, whatever. But I do take that 14 minutes every day and do something. Um, I also have an alarm set. Yeah. I'll show you the book again for those that are seeing it on TV. It's called 35-Day 35, 35 Journal. 35 Days of Guided Self-Care and Growth by L.S. Kirkpatrick. And this is on... on um, my webpage. Also, if you take the Finding Your Me course or the Everyone Has a First Day course, you get a journal with the course um, for free. And um, if you do the Everyone Has a First Day, and this is for writers and entrepreneurs, not only do you get the journal, but you also get the book, Everyone Has a First Day for free. Great, great foundation for starting something out and learning the difference between just a casual hobby and actually and entrepreneurship and what it all means. So next week, got to let you know what's going on next week. If all goes as planned, Johnny Dobbs, the YouTube and Facebook leader in marketing will join me and it will be an interesting show to say the least. Um, I want to recap on the books. Be sure and look up the books website, www.lskirkpatrick.com. Um, you can find out what books I have already published. You can find out what's going on. You can listen to past podcasts. Um, go to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com slash chat room. You can always come in and visit with me. Um, I'd love to hear your comments. I love live shows. Uh, sorry, I have to do another pre-record, but I am so excited about this speech competition. I don't even know why. <laughs> you know, it's like never anything I thought I would ever do again. 
But hey, you know, when you're older and you don't have any kids at home anymore, it's a lot of fun. Even if you do have kids, go do stuff for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I'm pretty excited about this. I get to go see a lot of people I've only met on, on uh, Zoom or through Facebook or through some of my meetings. And I get to see them in person, get, give them hugs. That's really good. Um, virtual hug for you. Right hand on your left shoulder, left hand on your right shoulder, and squeeze. And there's a hug for you from me. <laughs> so enjoy this amazing 2024 year that we have. When something discouraging comes along, remember, you're going to learn something from it. You're going to grow from it, even if it's devastating. Take time for yourself. Take time to love yourself, to care for yourself, and to see what good can you find from it? And sometimes you can't. I admit that. Sometimes you just can't. But you can move on. You don't have to stay in there. And I am sorry for any sorrow that comes your way. I wish you only the best. And come back next week. I've got 51 more shows of value to add into your lives. We're going to really get into it this year. I am so excited about this. Um, I know it's been fun to do the holiday things. and But enough is enough. We've covered that. I won't need to cover it again next year. <laughs> because we've already got it done but we're going to find some great things to talk about and and have some great and amazing guests for you um i know that uh um well i just have some special guests lined up for you and i'm really excited about this be sure and send in those those emails i love to hear from you i love to just find out what's going on in your life and I've got those books coming out. I am so excited about these children's books and about these amazing artists that I found. Um, just wonderful. Just wonderful. And remember, I'm going to start reading two minutes of, of, I don't know if it'll be every show, but at least every month, I'll read two minutes of one of my books. And I have 11 books that are my very own books. So we're already covered on that. Um, I'm kind of excited. Maybe we'll start with Marta's Jade. Now, Marta's Jade is a little more intense. It's not, not a children's book at all, but it is such a good story. Um, I, I am really thankful that wherever these words came from, that I was get to be the one that put it down into a um, So I'm very excited about that. And, and I'm hopefully I'll have a new cover and stuff for it. Um, my neighbor says, you have to write a second book. And it's like, maybe I'll get that done this year. I don't know. But we'll see you next time on The Value Thank you for in listening you to The Value in You Show. Ellis returns Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then... Remember that you have great value, you are worthy, and you are enough. And you matter. <laughs>